welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. And as always, thanks for listening. So I'm going to start out by saying that, and this is an important statement, you can never do enough evangelism. You can't. Um, that's going to be a fact. And the reason behind that has to do with the fact that there's no other way someone is going to be able to have a relationship with the living God unless somebody, unless they get that message from somewhere. Now, methods of evangelism, that varies. But you can never do enough, I mean like every day. Let me just say that. Now, that being said, let me talk about what I like to term pray and spray evangelism. Pray and spray evangelism. Now, here's the drawback. And pray and spray evangelism, I'm going to define as this. Someone shows up and you're shooting the gospel at them. You don't know who they are. You, and uh, basically, you know, trying to get them into the kingdom with a relationship with Jesus by giving them the, the gospel. Uh, if they agree and they say the prayer and they accept Jesus into their heart, then uh, what happens next? Big hearty pat on the back. Enjoy your life in the kingdom, brother or sister. And then boom, you're gone. Um, there are many people who are gifted with evangelism, and they're they're super bold, they're super into it, and it's great. Here's the complication, though: what happens to a believer that accepts Jesus, and you're gone? A lot of times. You know, and you'll you'll hear in the history of of, of Christianity the, the tent revivals, where somebody will just come into an area and then just it'd be one big you know evangelistic push, and then boom they're gone. And the question is, what happens to those people who come into the kingdom? They say, yeah. I realize I'm a sinner. I know I need to get saved from that. I know I got issues and things. And I know God sent His Son Jesus to die for those for those sins so I can turn my life around and become a new person. And I accept that. I accept His death, burial, and resurrection. And yeah. And they say this the prayer t- to the Lord. And boom. Okay? Now here's the thing though. What happens next? So, the say and sprayer is 
the person that shows up does all that jazz and then they're gone now here's the complication with that thought process uh, what is that person supposed to do so let me let me paint this picture to you okay let me let me just throw this at you imagine a pregnant late a pregnant woman who's traveling through a city all of a sudden wow it's time to give I mean she's having labor and boom she gives birth right there in the car so she takes the takes the kid she takes the baby she cleans it up and wraps it up and then sets it outside on the side of the road and then drives off and never thinks about him again and they'll say man i'm so glad you're here i love you so much you're so fantastic man and just this kiss all over and then puts it on the side of the road and drives away and never thinks about it again you see the concept you you, you see where i'm going with that that essentially is what is going on when someone gets saved and there is no follow-up. Now, you may be thinking, well, now you sound to me like you're getting all crazy on Billy Graham. That's what Billy Graham did. You know, Billy Graham show up and he'd have this big, you know, evangelist, evangelist he pushed and big auditoriums and all this stuff. And uh, and then, boom, you know, he'd, all these people come down and then, boom, he'd be gone and go to the next city. Well, yes, but no. And, and and let me let me tell you why. Because I uh, had been contacted before in my church specifically uh, when Billy Graham had a crusade. This back back when he was doing that, and they worked the Billy Graham Association worked with local churches, so they made sure that if someone came. From, to the front after they accepted Jesus they got connected to a local church to a local community now let's get even jiggier with this idea okay let's let's, let's get even more to because then people say well that's what Jesus did well that's what Jesus did so look in the Bible just, just look in the Bible just, just look in the Gospels man Jesus was everywhere and he was, he was given the okay so so look Number one, if you look at Jesus' life in the Gospels, any Gospel you want, or the synoptics, I mean all of them, okay, are the three that agree. Jesus didn't run around standing on hills and stuff all the time. Now, yes, did he have moments of doing that? Sure he did. And what was he doing on those hills? He was teaching. He was teaching. Now, who was he teaching? He was teaching the people, yes, but his disciples, he had a lot of disciples. We tend to think Jesus just had 12 disciples. He had 12 apostles, all right, that he sent out, because that's what the name apostle means. In Greek, it's apostolos, which means sent out one, okay? So he had 12 of those, but he had a bunch, I mean a whole crew, of other disciples. Now, when and again, Jesus didn't show up at the at the Temple Mount, you know, with you know standing on a high pinnacle and then screaming, "I'm the Messiah." He he didn't necessarily do that. Now, did he share the fact that he was the Messiah with people wherever he could? Yeah, absolutely, he sure did, no doubt. But here's the thing: 
when someone accepted him, they followed him. And when that happened, Jesus took personal responsibility for that person. I mean, the apostles, I mean, if you look at how he called them, he said, follow me. And they did. He took personal responsibility for that person. Okay? Now, now, then, now people are going to get crazy. Whoa, well, 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 just look at Paul. He had all those missionary journeys. He has all those missionary journeys. He had, you know, man, he was all over the place. You know, it's it's kind of interesting to me. And believe me, Theology Forever has been calling those missionary journeys. They're not missionary journeys in, in the thought process of when he shows up, there's no one there that's a believer. And then... Uh, he starts preaching all over the place, okay? Because but he does go to the synagogues, and he is sharing the gospel that Jesus is the Messiah. Absolutely, he's doing that. But in every one of his travels, he's going to guess what? A community. He's going to a church. He's checking on a church. He's setting up a church. He's going to a group. He's not just showing up out of nowhere. And by the way, there is an account of Paul showing up out of nowhere. And that was on, uh, I believe that was in Athens. Uh, and uh, that's when he found, you know, they had a, this idol uh, to an unknown God. And he said, and so he was talking to Epicureans and Stoics and uh, philosophers, basically, and uh, who made it a habit of just kind of showing up at this location and then listening to people's different thought processes because they were really into that. Um, and so he, he, he shares the gospel with those guys. But uh, they were like, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he didn't have a whole lot of success in that particular issue. But here's the thing. When Paul is having a quote-unquote missionary journey, he's going to a church. It's not just nothing. So if somebody gets saved, he's, hey, connect with these believers. I'm connected with that group, that church, and they'll help you grow. Okay? So, now, why is, you know, why is that so important? Well, evangelism is massively important and, and and also here's a concept that a lot of people don't like and it's this um, Jesus and the Bible is very specific about the fact that he's the only way I mean he's it you don't go to the Father who is in heaven who is the creator of all things who is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You don't get to that person without it. In Acts 4.12, and this is ESV, it says, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now what's interesting is, uh, is in Romans, in Romans, uh, 1411 starting there uh, it talks about personal responsibility for every individual all right 
and and 14.11 says, For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. And verse 12 says, So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Now, what's fascinating about Romans 14.11 is it's actually a reference to Isaiah 45.23 where the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is making a very important, very strong statement. He says, By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. That's these references. And of course, Romans connects... Uh, that with Jesus as far as Paul's concerned. Now, I think the icing on the cake, so to speak, or the nail in the coffin, however you want to look at it, I prefer to think of icing on the cake, is John 14, 6, which, which, and this is Jesus himself talking. And it said, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No. So, is evangelism important? Yes. But I am hugely not a fan of say and spray, you know, pray and spray evangelism. And unfortunately, that if anyone does necessarily that, uh, to be honest with you, not a whole lot of people even doing that. But the uh, issue is, people need to grow. The complications that I think we have in the church today have to do with the fact that we don't have mature believers. Uh, and that sounds kind of, you know, oh, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? Well, Bible reading is down to an all-time low. I mean, just reading the Bible. And most of the time when you hear or talk to somebody about reading, well, yeah, I need to do that more. Well, you know, are you sharing Jesus with me? Well, yeah, I need to do that. We all need to do that more. Uh, what would be really great is if you ask somebody a person at church, a really good church, a church that believes the Bible is the Word of God believe and, and teaches it that way and teaches context. In other words, when they're teaching the Bible, they teach you know the language, the culture, and the history of the Bible so that you learn and grow. Um... What would be really great is if you heard more often, yeah, I shared Jesus with somebody the other day, and man, they they totally understood it, and they gave their life to the Lord right there. And, you know, I said, hey, you know, come, won't you uh, drop by my church, come to my church sometime? Uh, or, here's another church that's a really good church, uh, but you know, get yourself in a church so you, can, uh, so you can grow. You know, I'd be happy if you came with me. That'd be awesome, cool. Um, because again, 
Jesus wasn't in a habit of dropping babies on the side of the road. Paul was not in a habit of dropping babies on the side of the road. Say it's spread evangelism. You know, people say, well, at least you're getting the word out there. Well, yeah, okay. You know, but listen, if, if it's going to be that, then you can do it on the radio. You can do it on TV. You can do it on the internet. If, if it's just that. If, if you know, so but the human factor is is the contact and then the connection to a church. That's the human factor. Because what? God works through people. Yeah. Believe it or not. He does work through people. So. Um, now if you've got a fire in your belly about sharing the gospel, man, just go crazy. But I'm begging you, please have some way, somehow, that person, or when you give a message, that can connect to a church, wherever they can grow and mature. Because that is, immature Christians are just prey to demons that can punch their buttons. And there's plenty of them out there. So, with that thought in mind, I want to encourage you and please, by all means, keep on speaking it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth.